that's the really wonderful thing about our field is people yeah. are willing to share. Yeah. People are willing to share their ideas and their expertise and people like you are willing to, to share their knowledge and that makes my, my job yeah. a lot easier. From the Outreach Department at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Austin, Texas, this is A Sense of Texas. Here is your host, Emily Coleman. Welcome to A Sense of Texas. I'm Emily Coleman. Not long after I arrived at TSBVI, I was given a tour of the curriculum department and became so excited about all the items in the works. For anyone working within the field of visual impairment, you probably are very familiar with their work and you're gonna love what's coming soon. Okay, so Deborah, for starters, share with us your career path within the field of blindness leading up to your position today. Well, I started this incredible journey in an early childhood classroom in Austin Independent School District, and I had three to six-year-old blind and visually impaired students, and it was wonderful. I loved it. Every job I've had so far in this field is like, oh, I love this. I'm going to stay here forever. <laughs> but uh, we worked on concept development and motor development and early academic skills in that early childhood classroom. Wow. And then after having the luxury of staying home with my own two children for several years, nice. I returned to the field as an elementary teacher and a middle school teacher at Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired and worked in that capacity for, I guess, four, four years. Okay. Then um, I had the next leg of my journey led me to the awesome outreach department. Oh, so yeah, I was nice. on I was on the outreach team for the next seven years of my career. And then in 2000, I joined the curriculum department and I have been the head of the curriculum department for the last 18 years. Wow. So, so did you start off as a having your teacher the visually impaired certificate I did. when you were started teaching with preschool too? I did. I wow. I went to UT to get my my certification, and while I was going to UT, I was doing my student teaching in an early childhood classroom, mm -hmm. and thought, oh, this is awesome. I love early childhood. So I went back to get my early childhood certification. So I had both early childhood elementary and, and my VI certification. Wow. Now, I know that you're doing a little bit of work with outreach right now, too, where you guys are doing an early literacy pilot program. Right. What's, um, who's involved with that? Do you have families with that, too? And teachers? Yes. Um, it, it sort of got birthed out of the Education Action Committee and okay. one of the one of the actions we action plans we wanted to pursue was early liter an early Braille literacy program. So Bill and Cyril Miller mm -hmm. and Renee Ellis and I are working with Brenda Lee in Region 14. We, we put out a questionnaire to say who would like to pilot this program? Oh, awesome. So Brenda Lee um, volunteered and we have been there twice so far and it's teachers, TVIs and fa their families and the kids have come too. A couple of the students, the, the little children have come. Wow. Um, and their O&M specialist is also participating. Wow, and that, I, I think you said that you're hoping that will turn into some sort of a curriculum that you can share or pilot with other places. Right, what, what we're doing is creating a PowerPoint. The first time we went, we talked about mm -hmm. fine motor skills because you have to have those fine motor skills for early Braille literacy. Then the second time was concept development. Okay. So what we're hoping to do is create a package deal mm -hmm. and have the PowerPoint along with all the activities written out and any handouts someone else can just take and use in their region. That sounds awesome. 
Wow. Well, now I know more about why you're on that project too, with your <laughs> early your early childhood background as well. That's very cool. Yeah, I love I love early childhood. <laughs> All right. So you're you currently work in the curriculum department. Well, I know there's some really exciting products that are in uh, production for this year. And can you tell us what some of those are? I can. I bet. Uh, I bet you can. Like I am ready for these to be out there for the public. Yeah. Uh, we have a brand new book that's actually being published and printed right now in our printing department. We print everything on campus now instead of sending okay. it off campus, so it just makes it a little more convenient for us and very cost-efficient. Yeah. But we have a brand new book called Essential Tools of the Trade, a How-To Guide for Completing Functional Vision, LMA, and ECC Evaluations. And we are also, in addition to that book, we're working on one with two of people on your outreach team, yeah. the DeafBlind team, Chris Montgomery and uh, Matt Schultz, are mm -hmm. also working on a very similar version for students with deafblindness. So we're very excited about that. That probably won't be coming out till spring, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that too because I think that um, it was just last year. I think I was sharing with you that I was talking to um, a deafblind educator, and we were discussing the difference between doing a functional ev vision evaluation for a child that is deafblind versus a child that may only be VI, and um, kind of going back and forth about what the differences should be and what should be included. And so the fact that you guys are working on something that's going to be ready to go, I'm really excited about that. Well, the really wonderful thing about the, the original uh, Essential Tools of the Trade Book is that Millie Smith wrote a section for us for sensory motor level mm -hmm. kids. Yeah. And she had been doing some training around the state on, on her shell for the LMA and agreed that we could put it into our new book. And so then that started me thinking that I needed to include some information def about deafblindness in it mm -hmm. as well. So I met with Matt and Chris and they agreed to help, you know, beef that up a little bit for students with deafblindness. Mm -hmm. And we kept adding things and adding things and finally one day I said, guys, we're not going to be able to do this anymore. And they of course were like, oh, and I said, we're going to have to have a book of its very own. Yeah. So, so now we're going to have a book of its very own for the deafblind FBE LMA part. That's great. What, that's I, I know so many people that will want both of those books. So that's We're very excited about those being on Good. the horizon. Good. The, the other thing that's fixing, the other publication that's fixing to come out very soon is Texas Two Steps. It's an early intervention O&M curriculum that's written for kiddos who are zero to five years old. Wow. And it has an evaluation tool that is broken down into very small incremental steps. Mm -hmm. So you can see the progress that kids are making. And along with that evaluation tool, it also has a curriculum chock full of activities for each objective in the evaluation. Wow. So if a student, you know, is having difficulties with rolling or reaching or grasping, mm -hmm. then you, you know where to go into the curriculum book and have activities to share with the families and the parents and the TVIs as well. It sounds like there's a family component too, or at least definitely the families in mind for those younger kiddos. Right. We, we are, we are uh, making sure that that those families are going to have those activities in their hands. So this this is going to come, this particular publication is going to come in a three-ring binder. Mm -hmm. So the TVIs or the, the O&M specialists especially can take those, out, those activities out, make a copy, and leave it with the families. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. Because, you know, you can't be there all the time, so it's yeah. kind of nice for those families to have activities to follow. Yeah. The other, one of the other things that we're doing, and it's really 
not an update so much as um, a new version, but it's the Exit Activities Guide. A couple of years ago, the Exit teachers got together and we started compiling mm -hmm. a lot of activities that would support the evaluation that was already created for that group. So now we have um, some exit books. Mm -hmm. They are there's personal management, there's money management in in with that. There uh, there's housing and household you know development and finding housing and uh, some adult rec leisure fitness kinds of activities. Mm -hmm. So the exit books I think are going to be are going to be pretty yeah pretty I awesome think so too. too yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the book Finding Wheels. No. Finding Wheels is a book that Ann, Dr. Ann Korn and Dr. Penny Rosenblum did, oh, probably 20 years ago. <laughs> it's for helping uh, people with blindness and low vision get around mm -hmm. and find wheels when they cannot drive themselves. Yeah. So they have decided, Pro-Ed's uh, publisher sold that forever and ever, and now they gave it to us and so oh. we are Penny and Ann have been updating that book and Great. have finished the first the first shot at the manuscript and so we'll we'll be taking a look at that and republishing finding nice. the finding wheels book i think it's going to be pretty awesome too because Finding transportation has changed just a whole lot oh, in the yeah. last 20 years. So they yeah. have, I think, a whole you know chapter on Uber and Lyft and all of those those kinds of oh, things. Oh, that makes total sense. That's great. Uh, the, uh, one of the other books that we have been updating is the Paraeducator Handbook. It's it's uh, again one of those older books mm -hmm. that that is pretty short and sweet, and it just it's I I think it's not just good for paraeducators. I think it's good for anybody new in the field mm -hmm. just to give give you a little synopsis of working with multiply impaired kids or working you know with tech AT for our students. Mm -hmm. So that book should be coming out within the next couple of months as well. And Making Evaluation Meaningful, are you familiar with that? That publication uh, yes. was written by a, one of our uh, LSSPs years ago, and she, if a lot of things have changed in the diagnostic world as well. Yeah. So, so she has uh, rewritten that and we are updating it. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a hot item too, because I know any of us educators, whether you're a TVI or an administrator, um, we're always getting asked about, you know, how do we adapt our evaluations for right. students that are VI, and um, so having an updated version of that yeah. is going to be huge. Yeah, Marnay's book really guides guides us in that direction. That's great. Of how to how to make those adaptations. Okay, Th those are all. I think those are all. I, I was trying to list them off to make sure I got I got them all, but I think that's it's good to have a list. It's the that's all that's coming out. Right now, that's new. wow, that's things, a lot, though. I know that is a lot. You guys are very prolific. That's a lot. So um, I know a lot of your products have been in publication for many years. So why do, why do you think they remain relevant? You know, when I looked at that question, I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> I thought, um, why indeed have they remained relevant? And you know, my best take on that is because a lot of them deal with ECC, which mm -hmm. you know is what our job is, and they really include a lot of practical, relevant teaching ideas. Yeah. And I think that, you know, teaching ideas don't go out of style. They don't get old, right. they don't age. And so I think that's probably that's probably why that, yeah. that they're still relevant and people still find them useful. Yeah. Well, I, at when, when I was teaching, it was, um, they're so user-friendly. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people look to TSBVI is it doesn't, you're, the, 
they're truly practitioner, they're books for practitioners. Right. A, a lot of the books, and some of our books are used at the university level, like yeah. you were saying earlier, but a lot of the books that are used at the university level are really more textbooks, mm -hmm. and they're not as they're not as user friendly, and they don't have oh my gosh I'm, I need to work on this you know these these particular ECC skills, and I can pick you can usually pick up the TSBBI books and go oh here here are five lesson plans I yeah. can do for that. Well, it, it, they really exactly. complement each other because you right. have the theory and the practice. Exactly. So, huh? Interesting. And we're more into the practice than. Yeah. The other, the textbooks. Well, just the list of authors that you've mentioned, you know, so many of them are actually do practitioners that are current right. teachers or working in classrooms regularly, and that right. probably makes a difference. Well, too. it makes a huge difference, and that's, that's you know, that's how we, in, that's how we create our books, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, too, is we, we get to pull people together. We don't mm -hmm. just isolate ourselves in a little bubble and go, oh, today we're going to write about, you know, early intervention O&M. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have the expertise that you can pull in. Mm -hmm. Well, and you have a huge a lab here of true. educators and students <laughs> that you true. can pull from. So what are your biggest sellers? You know, for the last few years, it's been TAPS. I know TAPS, oh, is, yeah. is, TAPS is not a new publication. Um, we updated it, but it's it's probably six, seven years old, you know, the, even the newest version by now. But when you combine the four-part set of TAPS, the flash drive, the supplementary flash drive that comes with it with the evaluations on it, and the booklet, the evaluation mm -hmm. booklet, you can also buy that separately. Um, it's, it's been at the top of the bestseller list when you combine wow. all those part, pieces and parts of TAPS. Um, one of the other things at the top of the bestseller list is the calendar book. And that is, again, not a new publication, mm -hmm. but it's still very relevant. It's got those relevant practical application ideas in it. Yeah. And Nemeth at a Glance is a fairly new book. Oh, okay. And it, it's right on up there at the top. And a couple of the other bestsellers are the yoga book for students with visual impairments. Oh, and that's fairly new, it right? It is fairly yeah. new. The yoga book is fairly new. And the other one is the ECC resources publication. And it's fairly new. I think they both probably came out about the same time. Yeah. I am hearing about a lot more students and teachers using yoga in instruction and to provide I'm so those. glad. Yeah. yeah. And this, the sensory breaks and, right. um, you know, I, I think I first heard about it through, um, maybe it was Linda Haygood who used uh -huh. to be here. Right. And then she came to Washington State. She did. And uh, I had never really thought about yoga before with students, yeah. but uh, I know for my own son, they've implemented that into his school program Perfect. and uh, he loves it. Good. So what a great thing that you guys have a book to... Well, we had part, pieces and parts of a, one of the appendices in TAPS was yoga. And one of the you know, O&M specialists around here said, well, could we write a whole book on yoga? And I went, you can write a whole book on yoga. Certainly you can do that, Cassie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she sat down and got to work on that. And what's really nice about it is it it will say here, this pose contributes to the core or yeah. or the you know strengthening of, of this and that body part. And it also works on concepts, you know, the positional mm -hmm. and directional concepts. Yeah. So I think the yoga book is, I love the yoga book. That's she, great. I'm glad it's a bestseller. She made me do yoga while she was watching. <laughs> I was like, here, see if you can follow these directions. And I thought, okay. So, yeah, I'm a not a book. very good yoga oh, person. No, I was not either, apparently. 
I can't get my mind to stop for long enough oh, to hold a pose. <laughs> Which ones do you feel like should be ordered more? Which ones are under the radar? There are a few books under the radar, and I, every time I go out to talk to people, I talk about these. Uh, they're the activity routines books. I love them just mm -hmm. because they break things down step by step. You know, here's how you brush your teeth. You do this first, this second, this third. Mm -hmm. And they also come with modifications and adaptations that you might need for students with multiple impairments. Mm -hmm. The other activity routine book is it's called Basic Skills Activity Routines, and it is for those lower functioning kids who are kind of the alt kids yeah. on uh, in the in the whole verbiage of you know regular, modified, or alt. There, it's really more for the alt kids, mm -hmm. and it has daily living, independent living skills activity routines. It also has some rec leisure activity routines and some vocational activity routines. I think the reason I love those books so much, I mean, they're just little tiny books, but yeah. but classroom teachers need to have those in their hands because they don't know how important it is for those kids to have those structured step-by-step -step mm -hmm. activities written out for them. The other reason I think I love those books is because it's a spring, it's stepping stone to, you know, you can now have, you can have a routine in your classroom and you can write it down specific for that specifically for that student and I don't know if you're familiar with Better Together yeah. I love Better Together <laughs> it's one of my favorite books too but it's it's not always a, a bestseller either oh, really? so you know maybe we need to do another tour when when books come out and I'm gonna yeah. ask this answer yeah. this question in a minute too when books come out we always do kind of a little tour around the state okay. of this is how you use this curriculum and we did that with Better Together when it first came out and I think it was utilized more at that point in time but maybe we need to do that again. Oh yeah bring back some golden oldies. Right the golden oldies I like that the golden oldies tour. So, <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like you share with folks around Texas when things come out you set up training right. probably at the educational service centers. Right, exactly. So do you also take your show on the road outside of Texas? We do in fact um, we have done a number of Texas two steps presentations mm -hmm. at, the, at the AER conference this, right. last, this last summer in Reno we did a presentation there. So can anyone request trainings and if they do that then do they um, financially support you coming out and Yes and presenting. yes. Anyone can request trainings. Um, typically our trainings go through the service centers, the education service centers in Texas if right. we're doing them in Texas. So the you know, we'll we'll talk to those service center people and they'll mm -hmm. they'll bring us out and and they do support financially. They support uh, bringing us out mm -hmm. and letting us go through the book page by page. Yeah. Maybe not quite page <laughs> by page, but um, yes, they they did and I really like that because what I found out early on in this position is that people buy publications and they put them on their shelves yeah. and they don't have time to discover what's in them. Yeah. You know, they just don't have time to look in, in what's in them. When I first took this job, the assessment kit had, for, had just come out. And so I went to Lubbock to, to talk about it and to do some training on it. And there were several people who said, Oh, I know what that book is. It's been sitting on my shelf for a couple of years, and it's like, <laughs> of course. Well, let's get it out then. Yeah. And I, I think that's really the relevance and, and the importance of, of training on the publications be, is because sometimes teachers just don't have time to look through them, and you can go, okay, look on page 322, yeah. and let's talk about what that chart is, or let's mm -hmm. let's figure out how to implement this particular curriculum. 
That makes a lot of sense. Cause I, I know when I go to a training on whether it's a new educational material or a resource or anything, if I have to spend a whole day getting acquainted with that, I'm way more apt to take it out and right. use it. Otherwise, right. I have to find my own whole day to, to sit right. down and, and research it. And I think it. that's really important because mm -hmm. we don't always have whole days to sit down with things. Yeah, so. like never. We uh, never have those okay, days. Okay, fine. We never have whole days <laughs> to sit down. We don't. Yeah. So if anybody wants training on any kind of a new publication, call your service center and they'll call us. All right. Good to know. What's your favorite part about going out into other parts of Texas, and do you like that aspect of your job? Most days. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do like that aspect of my job, and I get to travel around the state for both curriculum development and for trainings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, my favorite part of, of doing that is people. Yeah. It's making the connections with people. And I, when I was in outreach, I made a lot of connections with I people. Bet. And so now, you know, I, I get to go do trainings with some of those same people that, mm -hmm. that are out in the state. We've got some pretty amazing TBIs and O&M specialists and families around the state that, that I, I get to go out and, and see and visit yeah. and train. And, you know, the interesting part about doing the curriculum development with other people and the training with other people is I always learn something new. I mean, I just learn something every time, every time we meet and get together to write the curriculum. Yeah. The other thing I love about traveling around Texas is the diversity of this state. Mm -hmm. I mean, geographically, it's very, very diverse, but culturally, it's very diverse. So you get to learn about different people in South Texas and how they how they do things as opposed to in, you know, Amarillo and in, in yeah. the northern part of the state. I know you've worked with a lot of different talented folks um, doing your publications. How do you recruit or how do you find the expertise? When we decide on a project, and typically projects just kind of land mm -hmm. land in our laps, it's like, oh, you need to do this now. Okay. Yeah. And because I've been in the field for so long and because I was in our outreach department and because I go to the conferences, you know, the state conferences mm -hmm. every year, I, I really kind of, I, I know people that, that I think, oh, I think they might be good yeah. at that. Or I'll call somebody here and say, what about, you know, what about um, someone working on an early intervention O&M curriculum or on an exit curriculum who could pilot that for us? Yeah. And we have a lot, a wealth of experience on this campus as well mm -hmm. who can kind of point me in the right direction. So then I'll contact them and say, what do you think about helping us with this particular curriculum? And I don't ever have to twist arms. Nobody, nobody ever says, not typically they do not say yeah. no. So, yeah. you know, I think this field is so um, generous mm -hmm. with time and so talent that I, I, I just, I have found it very easy to find people to help upright curriculum. Yeah. Do you have people that come to you with ideas sometimes and Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. From in, outside of TSPBI. In fact, as well? the Texas Two Steps curriculum, the early intervention O&M curriculum was uh, burst out of one of those encounters. Yeah. Uh, there were two O&M specialists in Mansfield, Texas that are part of this curriculum uh -huh. that every time I would see them at TAER, they would say when are we going to write that O&M curriculum for yeah. early childhood? And it's like, okay, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. And so they were very persistent, and that's really kind of how it mm -hmm. has gotten accomplished. Yeah. And so if anybody has wonderful ideas, they could just... They can reach out. They can reach out, absolutely. <laughs> well, I know I was excited a couple of weeks ago, and um, I got a call from your office. You were meeting with um, Tad, who mm -hmm. who does the exit program, and Tad left me a voice message that oh, said, yeah. hey, we're working 
working on this and um, we'd love to hear your ideas. And I think I literally ran over there. I love that. That's so awesome. <laughs> like, oh, somebody wants to hear my ideas? That sounds great. But. I'd be happy to share. But see, again, that's that's the really wonderful thing about our field is people yeah. are willing to share. Yeah. People are willing to share their ideas and their expertise. And yes, that's the Career Ed Handbook. Mm -hmm. That wasn't on my list of what, right. we're, you know, what we're updating. A, but Something else you're but, working yeah, on. Yeah, because it won't be, it probably won't be ready for another year. But yeah, another it's career ed handbook so we again people like you are willing to to share yeah. their knowledge and that makes my my job yeah. a lot easier so where do people order your publications from how can they find find you on the tsbbi website there is a publications ribbon at the top if you okay. click on that it takes you to the store Mm -hmm. And so you can order directly from the store mm -hmm. using a credit card, or you can call uh, Bob Mellon, mm -hmm. who is our book salesperson, yeah. and he will also help you. That sounds great. All right, that's it. Well, cool. thank you so much, and good yeah. luck with your new job. Yeah. Do you know an infant or toddler in Texas who may have a vision problem? They may qualify for free services. Support from a teacher of students with visual impairment may increase a child's success in school and life. Call 817-740-7530 to find out more. That's 817-740-7530. Deborah has an eye for experts and tracked down Chris Montgomery and Matt Schultz within our Outreach DeafBlind team to assist with an evaluations book. Chris will share more about the process and the product. Um, what we started with was um, just an addendum to a how-to guide for completing functional vision learning media and ECC evaluations, um, the tools of the trade book. We were going to kind of stick a chapter in there on doing this with a kid with deaf blindness. Mm -hmm. It's kind of taken on a life of its own and it's not only going to include um, functional vision learning media assessment stuff, um, but we've brought in Susie Tiggs, the education specialist from Region 11. Mm -hmm. um, she's the deaf ed lead for the state and so she is very well versed in deaf ed and she's helping us add in the element from um, the communication evaluation end of things and what does this look like for a kid with deaf blindness. Um, we're really trying to bring together the deaf ed side of the community, so the teachers of the deaf and hard of hearing, the speech pathologists, and the VI teachers, and then that unicorn person, the teacher of the deaf blind, <laughs> yeah. um, that sort of exists but doesn't. Um, what would that look like? What would that team look like for this kiddo who's dual sensorily impaired? Um, what do you need to consider? How does the team come together around this kid and, and look at everything, um, not only from their silo of deafness or blindness, but putting it all together um, for a kid who's deafblind? So is this an idea that it sounds like it came from Deborah with an initial ask and now she's doing a whole big project that wasn't really on her radar? Here's how it started. Okay. So. Um, an awesome woman that we know and love, Kelly Watt in Region 4. She is also one of the deaf leads in the state. Um, she developed a thing called the communication evaluation and it was for deaf ed. Mm -hmm. She came and talked to us about it and we said, well, 
we need a deaf-blind one of these mm -hmm. because everything you've got here really is based on a kid who can see and um, you're doing things like speech reading and things like that but for a kid who can't see this isn't going to work so right. um, we started with that and pretty soon it became apparent that it was going to be bigger than that and that's when we went to Deborah to go. <laughs> what about a functional vision learning media assessment, communication eval kind of thing? And without knowing any better, she said, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's try to tackle that. So what is your, um, I think the last I heard your anticipated sort of release would be sometime during the next school year. Is that what it's looking like right now? I think so. Our work schedule is when we can, we try to block off some days. So we've blocked off a week in April and um, we hope that we can knock it out then and let Deborah go take it and do what she needs to do as far as editing and making it look good. And Would you recommend that um, anyone reach out to Deborah if they had an idea for um, a curriculum or a product that doesn't currently exist? I think that would be a wonderful thing to do, yeah. You know, I guess that's how great things happen. Yeah. Nobody had this on their radar and, and we just had a little kernel one idea, so it seems like it's going to be a really, really needed and good product when it's done. Much thanks to Chris and Deborah for not only taking time out of your busy schedule to chat, but also for working towards more products that will support and improve the work many of us do. I encourage you listeners to head to tsbbi.edu to find a full listing of our publications. From the TSBBI Outreach Department and A Sense of Texas, I'm Emily Coleman. See you next time. This has been a presentation of the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Outreach Department. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics to cover in future episodes, please contact us at podcast at tsbbi.edu.